Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bullets in the official podcast of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Nate Hoffman. What do you do here, Nate? Today I'm joined by... uh, A little bit of everything. Michael Gormley. That's my name, Director of Evangelization. What's up, Mike? Oh, man, not a lot. I'm, I'm excited today. Why are you excited today? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, today, St. Anthony of Padua officially turns 25. 25 years old. Today is the anniversary. 25th anniversary is the dedication of St. Anthony's 25 years ago, I suppose. Like that first mass over mm. at... I believe it was the first mass over at St. Oak Ridge. So good. You know, I used to go to mass there. Were you one of those? I was not the first masser, but I was there eventually. That is fascinating. I, I've heard a lot about those times. Was it in the gym? Oh, we'll, we'll talk about all that later. I want to set the scene first because okay, we're outside. Yeah, we, we are. We are in the piazza of St. Anthony of Padua. Um, Surrounded by the lush greenery, foliage. I actually took some pictures uh, and and saved them of the pots behind me because these are so beautiful. They are really beautiful. <laughs> They're, They're unbelievable. They're kind of nuts. They're kind of nuts. Yeah. I I'm, actually took my senior photos in front of these yesterday. I have to get my hands on those senior <laughs> photos. Was it one of where you were here like, and then you're like fading into the background on the top? Oh, almost like <laughs> that's my favorite. I love that's my that With style. my letterman jacket? Absolutely. Did you letter? No. No, I was homeschooled. So, yes. Everyone lettered. <laughs> Everyone lettered. Uh, my, my prom date, she was terrible. Hey, Sue. Hey, Sue. How you doing, Sue? Do you know what today is? Today's the 25th anniversary of St. Anthony of Padua. Hello to Sue Muckenthaler. Sue, do you have five minutes? Come join us on the podcast, Sue. <laughs> It'll take five minutes. We've got Sue Muckenthaler here. Hey, Sue, welcome to the podcast. Talk right into the microphone. How like are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. So what are you off to? What are you doing today? What's so special? Cornerstone. We're studying Romans this year. Ooh, Romans. Behave. That's my favorite book. Paul, he is the character. A lot of atonement theology in that book, right? A lot of redemption. Yeah. Every day for, for a solid, I would say, six months, I printed off Romans without any chapter numbers, any headings, anything, or any verses. Romans and Galatians. And I would just oscillate between... Reading those every day. I'll have to check back in with you, Sue, after uh, after your study, because I want to learn more about it. And I've heard it's like the catechism of the, the New Testament. It's the it's closest like, thing we got to systematic theology. Now I'm nerding out. This is too much. Yeah, this is too much. So, so tell well, us about Cornerstone. Okay. Yes, Sue. Well, Cornerstone is um, it's called the Cornerstone Catholic Scripture uh, Study. It's out of St. Louis. It was formed there. Um, I can't say exactly how many years, but it's been quite a few. Yeah. And uh, we pick a book every year they pick a book they do a complete study it's uh something that you do every day there's Mm -hmm. six days it's just great reflection it's very personal it's a very personal journey and um it's totally spirit driven and it's awesome i I just love it is the whole cornerstone study doing romans this year Uh uh-huh we all do the same book deep dive how many uh is it just a female study no 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 we have males are also allowed males allowed in your study (laughs) we do yeah we do allow males can i tell you my favorite thing about cornerstone what the amazing food when you guys have potlucks (laughs) they always invite me up for it and i come i'm like i mean i can stop by i can stop in i'm not even invited up but i do get the leftovers that come down to the car we are there are some amazing cooks in that group yes Mm. there are yeah that's why i assumed it was just ladies but yeah uh, yeah, they no, provide. Yeah. The guys can um, bring, I don't know, what do they bring? Utensils? Whatever their Napkins? wives said. Yeah, whatever <laughs> their wives said. Here's a quiche. I didn't make it. <laughs> okay, Sue, so we'll let you go up. I know you have right. stuff to go, but first, how long have you been in the parish? 
since the beginning. Wow. What's your favorite thing about St. Anthony of Padua? Community. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty Community awesome. Community and um, our reverence. Community hey, where are, we, where are we going in October, Sue? Where are we going in October? We're going to the Holy Land. That's right. <laughs> We're going so, to the Holy Land. I'm so excited. Yeah, I was just uh, having dinner with Joey and Angie and... We were talking all about it. It was awesome. Very or not dinner brunch, good Sunday brunch. Good Sunday brunch. Hey, listen, um, there are a lot of people that are not from St. Anthony's going on that trip. Yeah. And I have really hyped you up, so oh, pressure's good. on, buddy. Oh, good, good. <laughs> You're like, hey, we have a world famous speaker coming. We and do. And formally, I take, keep telling everybody you're international because you spoke in Canada. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Thank you. That means you're I'm global. All right, awesome. You hey, you got yourself day. a sticker. Get yeah, yourself get a, a sticker. sticker. Oh. Uh, We're celebrating 25 years of St. Anthony of Padua. Giving out these stickers to everyone oh, who is so who nice is enough here. to join us. 25th. Happy 25th, guys. It's a great day. I got to go. All righty. Have fun. Bye. Bye. See you, Sue. That was Janine Braun, our facilities. Um, you going to join us, Janine? Facilities associate. Oh, so do She's I. got a meeting today. She can't join us. Janine is responsible for the, well, the facilities, the grounds. I suppose she had something to do with these plants. <laughs> um, but she, she right now her big project is the Our Lady of the Angels Chapel, yeah. which is just months away from completion. Yeah, I mean, just imagine this. This is my favorite thing about Janine Braun. Not only is Janine uh, a lawyer by, by education, she took over this facilities thing. To run our facilities is totally a full-time job. But then on top of that, she built a chapel, which is also a full-time job. With her hands. With her bare with her bare hands. And uh, she's just done an incredible amount of work in the time of shortages. And uh, we, we ordered, uh, what's the stuff that just came in? Uh, the metal work for the chapel. The liturgy, the, liturgical vessels, things yeah, like that. Yeah, the candlesticks and all that stuff came in. Y'all did a great video on that. Uh, and... The funny thing is, we ordered that like a year ago, and usually yeah. it's like a month turnaround time. The foundry itself was delayed in supplies, so the foundry was floundering in. Uh, it was a floundering foundry. System de- <laughs> delays. Um, yeah, oh. Janine has been a, a huge stud for us this whole time. Mike, do you do you like lawyer shows? I do like lawyers. I love lawyer shows. Yeah, I'm watching one right now. Yeah, what are you watching? Suits. Suits. It's nah. about it's about a guy who's a lawyer and another guy who's pretending to be a lawyer. Okay, I yeah. can appreciate that. I love it. I, I love law talk. Now let me tell you, I love uh, Perry Mason. You ever watch Perry Mason? Oh, that's an older one, yeah. Yeah. What about Matlock? An older one. You're really. I know. Yeah, like, I, how old whenever are you? I would stay home from uh, school, my mom would just put on daytime TV and then she'd go into her office and work, and uh, I would watch Matlock for hours. Sorry, we're just getting. Yes, they're at communion. Thank you, Jay. Um, so we're we're sitting outside. It's it's nine thirty. It's nine forty five. Mass is uh, going on right now. The sacrifice of the mass. The kids are there. Mm-hmm. School mass, rambunctious as always. So in one week, guess what we're doing? Another school mass. Another school mass. And I'm gonna give. We're gonna do uh, veneration of the relic of the true cross. We're going to do a procession with the relic of the true cross, which is part of my liturgy team meeting that I have to discuss. And we are going to do, uh, I'm going to give a little talk. I'm going to give a talk. I'm excited for that. So that'll be on the 14th. Yeah, that'll be on the 14th immediately following mass. All right, getting back to the school mass. You know what I miss? Kids throwing up randomly in church. I went to, <laughs> I went to Catholic school uh, my whole life, and for years, uh-huh. it was just commonplace that you know one of your classmates is just going to vomit on the pew in front of you. Yeah. And that's just how it happens. Is that still happening? No. Are kids just throwing up randomly? No. Don't you remember when COVID hit, 
Uh, everyone stopped coughing, sniffling, sneezing in mass. It has become the most sanitized place on the face of the earth. There's a great video. <laughs> My brother's a priest, and we were live streaming like in you know May of 2020. Yeah. You know, right when we were finally you know allowed to bring people back into the church, and we're live streaming. And Drew is, uh, my brother is uh, cleaning liturgical vessels after the Eucharist. And there's a cough that rings out in the church, in the silence. And Drew stops washing the chalice and he just glares at the person <laughs> who coughed who in was the that? church. How dare you? Yeah. So, yeah, when I was an altar server growing up at our school masses, uh, I always served almost every school mass. It was the kid who uh, not threw up, but the kid who passed out. Oh, the pass out kid. Yeah, the pass out kid. That was yeah, the best. Yeah, I was. I did that once. I remember. Um, uh, oh, and look at this. So Brian hey. Jones is walking over. Brian is a res- respect, semi-respected member of the staff. He is on the liturgy team. Um, he does other stuff. I'm sure. He combs his hair every morning. Welcome, Brian, to the podcast. Two things I want to correct you on. One, I'm not a respected member. Right. Uh, He's two, a disrespected member. Right. Two, this is actually a toupee. Oh. There's a mannequin next to our bed, and my wife takes it off, puts it on there every night. Does so she comb it and brush it too? No, it's fixed. Oh, yeah, it's, that's not it's gel. Made that's of, plastic. It's yeah, made no, it's of plastic. Uh, yeah. sterling okay. steel. That's nice. that's it does nice. kind of look like a, yeah. a cap you might put on a Lego figure. Yeah, you just <laughs> pop it up. <laughs> no, Stephen Lenahan actually told me that. <laughs> I, oh, I'm I'm behind. I'm two years behind Stephen it's, Lenahan in yeah. everything I do. It's kind of a. It's kind of a cool memory of the of the parish yeah yeah that, that's one of my warmest <laughs> memories in 25 years Stephen Lenahan saying I have a Lego man toupee I'm good looking but in a weird kind of way yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah in an artificial way that's I would right say. That's speaking right. of looking good how's liturgy uh valid and licit oh both so Brian yeah tell us what what's exciting in the liturgy department what are you guys working on working towards sure uh probably the most exciting tangible thing that that prisoners would would see would be well it's, it's a little bit ways away but we're working on a behind the scenes practice stuff is uh, we have communion patents Woo! which will be coming the first sunday of advent which is november 27th nice um so as part of the euster 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 you, yeah, yeah euster it's uh it's a city in cleveland it's really actually a great college there um but the uh, no, the part of the Eucharistic revival, right? This is kind of what, you know, sort of the answer to the question, well, what what is the parish doing? What can we do to sort of um, partake in and, and kind of actualize the revival? So by and communion so, plates, you mean everyone is going to be served Holy Communion on a, on a, on a silver platter? No, it's actually going to be in an envelope that will be taped. To, <laughs> Again, back to COVID times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so the communion patent mm. is actually um, it's it, it's kind of this uh, sort of this brass dish with a um, uh, about a six or seven inch handle on it, and when you receive Holy Communion, either on the tongue or on your hand, it will be either under the an altar server will place it under your chin mm. to collect. Fragments, yeah. Um, which Case one e- drops, yeah, easily yeah. fall. Boom, got it. Um, or it will be placed under your hand, and, um, and yeah. So Com- that- completely unrelated to this, yeah. I gave a uh, a series on every knee shall bow, a different podcast that I do, but it's not as good as this I didn't one. know you're a podcaster. Yeah, I do it sometimes, and uh, <clears throat> we have we were talking about this document called the reciprocity between faith and the sacraments, and it was basically a document saying. Why do people separate having my personal faith in Jesus from having a sacramental life? 
And one of the things that I illustrated there was just think about what communion patterns mean. Because I went to a church where I would drop, uh, people would faint all the time uh, in the school masses. I went to a church where all the altar servers, we did the communion patterns. Me too. No big whoop, right? No big whoop. Um, But what does that say? It says, I believe that this really is Jesus, that not one crumb, not one visible fragment should fall to the ground. And that's what we're launching here. And I remember giving that talk a year ago. And I had mentioned it to you, and you're like, yeah, that's in the works. We're going to try to get that going. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. awesome. At long last. So not only are we ensuring that communion, uh, the Eucharist is not dropped on the ground, but we're communicating that we're ensuring that. You yeah, know, so right. every person who walks up sees this tiny, you know, fifth grader, yeah. making sure that every, you know, he's actively doing this with a very beautiful plate. It's not going to be a, uh, the plate that I got on my wedding registry. Uh, which is well, I mean, I think orange. you're, yeah, you uh, guys. Wasn't that uh, the painted plate of dogs playing poker? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a golden, you know, is it gold? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's brass. Brass, brass it's right. Brass. Well, that's what we call gold in the church. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're going to be beautiful. The and they're going to be reverent. And <laughs> yeah. I remember as an altar server, actually. Um, did you ever altar serve? Uh, I did not. Did you ever catch a fallen Eucharist? Yeah. Unbelievable feeling. It was like catching the last second, you know, last second touchdown, you know, fourth yep. quarter. You're like, you pull it in. I did you it. Just, you just, you catch it and then you, you're like, you look around like, did anyone see that? Did anyone see me catch that? <laughs> That's what that? I did. I caught it and I just froze. Like, I don't know what yeah. to do now. I don't know what to do. And the priest just. What would be cool, God, if you're listening, if, if the server caught it and then he, and he, like more weight than would be expected. It's that would heavy, be like a cool little. It's miracle. a heavy host. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my wow, God. Wow. This well, weighs as much. As a human heart. Dun, dun. <laughs> that would be beautiful. That'd be, I know God's working on future miracles. I don't know if he's thought of that one. I think he has. Okay. Yeah, I think he has. And there was a children's book called The Weight of a Mass. The oh. Weight of a Mass. That yeah, was actually the physical. Yeah. A, a mass weighs two tons. <laughs> it weighs two tons. <laughs> the mass Unless I'm the there, then it's three. <laughs> That's self-deprecating humor. We don't have a place for that. Well, Brian, right. thank you for coming. 25 sure. years. How long have you been a member of the parish? Well, let's see. We moved. Well, no, I, I was going to say, you're probably going to ask. I was sort of tipped Ooh. to say uh, a memory, but it was, well, my wife and I have were married here. That's right. July 10th, 2010. Wow. We were, we were married here. I don't think I realize you were married here, even though I have your wedding, wedding day photograph, photograph <laughs> in my right. bathroom. That's right. <laughs> Long I want to get to the bottom of that. Long story. Yeah, but the chair and everything was on the other side. The the celebrant's chair, everything really? was on the left side. Oh, right. Of, they flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to look at the pictures. <laughs> That's Do you awesome. often look at those pictures? Uh, well, I think I'm fitter now, so it's kind of oh. a better me is mm. now. So you your before I mean? and after photo. You living yes. now is the after photo. Correct. That's actually That's correct. for anyone getting married. That's what you should aim for. Don't get fit. Don't get a, like a wedding bod. No, no, no. Make it a bod that you can be proud of your current bod when you look back yeah. on those wedding. Ten pictures. years later, or eleven years later, and five children later. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks for coming. Okay. On, thank Brad. you. Brian. Thank you. Missed you guys already. Oh, what's my favorite memory? Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, celebrating being part of Life Team in my early years. Like I moved here from Oklahoma when I was already homeschooling. And to move to a new city when you're homeschooled, really difficult. So I did two things. I got active in the local youth group, and I got a job. So because I was homeschooled, I worked during the day, and uh, I worked at Peter Piper Pizza, your great place for birthday parties. This is Gomer. How can I help you? And uh, that's what I had to say every time I answer the phone. Is that still around? 
Uh, uh, the company is, but not in Houston. No, they uh, terribly run. Anywho, um, <laughs> and then uh, I would come here, and I would spend probably four days a week at St. Anthony's, give or take. I, I volunteered for everything a high school student could volunteer for. I taught elementary catechesis classes, weekly classes. I did everything. You've been around. I have been around. That's warm memories, man. High school here. All right, mass is clearly out, so folks are, are streaming out. We hear some noise behind us. I'll tell you my favorite memory. A couple things. Yeah. One, my memories of, well, Emily's memories hey, of the hey. parish. Come hey, on kid. over here. Have a seat real quick. Have a seat. Yeah. Real quick. I saw the thing on Instagram last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing, guys? I'm doing good. well, doing well. Feeling Happy like a rock star. Oh, thank you. OMG. <laughs> you too, you too. So what we're doing is we're asking everyone on the 25th anniversary of St. Anthony's, what's your favorite St. Anthony's memory? Wow. If you could pick just one. And lean right one. into the microphone and tell us who you are and how long you've oh, been yeah. at the parish. Oh, right? yeah. Kent Graziano. I joined the parish, moved here from Denver, Colorado in November of 2006 okay. and came right here. Nice. And then I uh, joined, I was in uh, the Spirit Song group, sang that first Christmas in 2006 when we moved here. Cool. cool. So you, you've been involved in the music ministry yeah. throughout your time here, right? Yes, I have. Yes. Been in the music ministry. I uh, was on pastoral council for a while, core team. I was the, uh, the guard for elementary faith formation for a while. Before we had parents on patrol, I patrolled the halls here. Nice. Nice. All while my son was going through faith formation. So. The enforcer himself. That's yeah, awesome. Yes, I got to take care of all the little boys who would wander <laughs> off during class and have to bring them back. From your sniper post. That's yes, beautiful. That's right. yeah. That is beautiful. What uh, are you up to now? Yeah, what are you up to now? Semi-retired. Yeah? yeah? How's yeah. that working out? Not too bad. Yeah? Not too bad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, having the free time. That's why I can come to Mass at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. Right? <laughs> well, I was going to say, Kent, we see you here a lot. Uh, yeah. At the daily Masses, I see you at almost every time I go to a Sunday Mass, it seems like you're at that That's Sunday right. Mass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the 9 a.m. Mass a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, what's your, if you had to say one memory, wow. favorite memory at St. Anthony of Padua uh, in the last 25 years? was the First time I sang with the full choir for Holy Thursday. Oh, nice. I had never been to a Holy Thursday mass before, and we did you know, the entire procession through the church, the Eucharistic procession, the washing of the feet. The, the, the music was just so beautiful. I had, I had not been to that service in my entire adult life. Mm. It was the first time I'd ever gone. It's a beautiful one. Yeah. It was awesome. The Triduum will get you. I yeah. think that of the three, and Father David would say it's just one liturgy, but the yeah. Holy Holy Trinity, oh, the Holy Thursday is my favorite. Yeah. And the, especially musically, the, the, uh, kind of the after the mass when we're, where the Eucharist is reposed and there's the choir, usually the music is going or the choir is singing some really yes. contemplative song. So awesome. Um, yeah, for, for, and it seems like it goes on Forever in the best way. Yes. Uh, you know, you're just sitting there and, and uh, that was a praying long with Jesus. night vocally. Yeah, oh, I believe it. <laughs> First time I had sang that that long in probably forever. I've, no, never, nice. I've never thought about that. Like as a as as someone who's part of the liturgy, the the, the music of the liturgy. It, it that, goes and goes on like those the, days. the Easter vigils yes, and things. That's a lot of singing. Days. It is Absolutely. a lot of singing. Yes, you, you you have to be in shape vocally for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that never awesome. really uh, have thought about that, but yeah. thank you for your service in the music ministry. You're welcome. 
And thank you for everything else you do here at the yeah. parish, Kent. We really appreciate you. Get this man a sticker. Oh, yeah. Happy 25 years of St. Anthony of Padua. Awesome. Very good. All righty. Awesome. Very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks All right, for popping we'll on, Kent. Awesome. Thank <laughs> take you. It easy. So Mike's out. Mike has a more important meeting uh, to attend to. Janine's walking by the whole um, of the school mess. Come on over here. Hey, Tina, how are you? You want to pop on the podcast? Have a seat. Welcome, Tina. So say who you are and how long you've been I at the parish. I am Tina Araujo, and I am a founding member of this parish. Founding member, so another founding member. I was definitely going to come for this because I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this. So one of the, uh, one of the few hundred or so of those founding members. That's I'm always right. curious That's how many right. are left. Because, I don't know. Because, don't you know, know, you hear there's only a few hundred. I, fe- I think I've met 700 founding members of St. Anthony of yeah, Padua. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone seems to be. Um, so tell us, walk us through, like, what have you been involved in through the years? Oh, my goodness. So, uh, well, I, right when I got started, when we were over at Oak Ridge, I got started right away with the faith formation program for the littles, right? I think it was Liturgy of the Word, where we take them out, you know, at the 9 a.m. Mass and the 11 a.m. Mass. I don't, I believe we still do that, but that's where I started. And then I moved quickly into the second family ministry and was very involved in that, where we, you know, we develop a second family to help caregivers with relief from that. And then we, should I continue? Well, no, I was just going to comment. I was going to comment on that second family (laughs) ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if we have an outreach ministry that that fills that role anymore. I mean, obviously, I'm not sure. A lot of these ministries, Mm -hmm. 25 years is a long time for a single thing to keep going. So that's right. But it just came up the other day. Someone made a request, and we were like, "Hmm, I don't. How do we fill this request? I don't know if we have a specific ministry that does this." And I think Barb or Mary, right? uh, Second family. family We used to do that with uh, interfaith. And mm-hmm. so Interfaith in Harris County, they would be our partners as well in that program. It's a very important program to provide uh, a team of people that are, assi- oh, that are assigned to a family and they help that caregiver when they need to go out and run errands or get their own you know, haircut and groceries and things like that. And we would stay with that person and read to them. You know, we didn't do any, you know, like... Um, hospice type care or anything like that but we would read with them keep them company do the things a family member might do the do. things a family member would do give them a break yes. right so anyway so second family um got involved with i've been involved in the dignity of, Li- dignity of life ministry i was the respect life coordinator for uh five years i was the respect life uh coordinator for the northern vicariate for the archdiocese um, I uh, established a great adventure program here at St. Anthony, which is a scripture study program. Oh, it's still going strong. Still going strong. Uh, I remember making lots of coffee on Thursday nights, wondering if I, you know, where's this team going to come from that I know will come sooner or later and I won't be doing this at all anymore. And that's exactly what, what's happened, and that's awesome. All my children, all their sacraments here at St. Anthony. I have a grandbaby and little saints right now. No way. Uh, so that's awesome. Wow. And now I am very happy to be on the Pro-Life Council. And I'm also going to be um, going forward with a new program, Walking with Moms in Need, which is a very big initiative. It's a year preparation for the parish. You can consider this an initial announcement, but it's really not. Father's going to make the official announcement, so don't say anything about it. No, (laughs) no. so let's lay some seeds, though, because we've heard about this, and I want to hear all about this Walking with Moms in Need initiative that uh, is going to be beginning at the parish. Yes, it is. Now, again, Father is making the official announcement, so this really 
I mean, Oliver Spector, Jumping Father Jesse, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go too much into it because he will make a big announcement on 8th and 9th of October uh, to the entire parish. And basically what it is, is it's the church's response, even before we even knew it would be a response so needed once Roe v. Wade was uh, dissolved as mm -hmm. the law of the land. Walking with Moms in Need was established in March of 2020 on the anniversary of the 25th anniversary of the encyclical, uh, The Gospel of Life, Evangelium Vitae by Pope St. John Paul II. And it was intended to launch then because of the call that John Paul asked all dioceses and parishes to do. What are we doing to help women? Pregnant and parenting moms, what are we doing in our diocese? And so, um, of course, COVID happened at that time, and so the program basically just kind of sat for a while, right? But then, and in, in this year, the beginning of this year, you know, the, the pro-life secretariat for the USCCB just said, let's get on, let's get going here, let's get this reinvigorated and started up again. And uh, I did not know about the program, but uh, Father Jesse established the pro-life council here at the parish. I was asked to participate in the council. And then as part of that, then I was asked if I would be open to considering uh, setting and setting up a core team to begin this preparation, a year of preparation for walking with moms in need. So, so what are we trying to do? What's the ultimate goal? Because it's a parish-wide initiative. Sure. Everybody's going to know about it and be involved in it in some way or another. Basically, it's as if, if you were in your regular life, let's say you, you know, you're in your circle of friends, uh, you're, you're just you're all, all your circle, of, uh, whether they're from St. Anthony or not, whether they're Catholics or not, Christians or not, doesn't really matter. But you find out through your associations that there's a young lady that is experiencing a pregnancy that's unexpected. Perhaps she's unmarried, that kind of thing. And uh, she comes up to you, Nate, because she kind of knows you're kind of a faith guy or something about you is, you know, kind of open and that kind of thing. And she says, Nate, I, you know, I'm, I, I, this situation's happened. And I don't know what to do. And you're an average parishioner, right? You're not Nate, you know, the, 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 what you do here at St. Anthony's, right? You're just an average just, Well, okay, but you just come to mass, you know, you're just, right. you know, living mm -hmm. your faith. Yep. You will say, you know what? I know exactly what you can do. Our our church has an amazing program for women. Here's the here's the the the, the code. The, what is that thing? A code called the, the QR there code. There you go. The good old QR right. code. Here's a QR code. Here's the website. It takes you straight to the landing page for Walking with Moms in Need, and in there will be every possible resource she would need from financial, emotional support, medical support, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, material support, any support she would need to ensure that she will be able to have that baby and, 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 and that care will continue after the baby is mm -hmm. born. But every, just any parishioner would know just like that. It's, what it's such a key do. goal and it's so essential to have every parishioner with, supply them with That's the knowledge, right. you know, where we That's can, right. we can send these people right. because folks aren't coming to me. I have no one's, no one's asked me that question, but right. of the 8,000 families, say 20,000 individuals, Mm -hmm. This community has moms in need. They're we, coming. We, we know that that we do, absolutely. and, and there's going to be more and more. Absolutely, uh, because of the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Praise God. There's going yes, to be praise more. Praise God. Pr praise God, indeed, that more babies will be born. But that also means that more mothers are exactly. going to need assistance, and they need to feel like they can come to a Catholic church 
and get the support, the care, the love, and the understanding that they need right then and there. So that's what's so important yeah, about this program. Part of the right. way I'm framing or thinking about this is that if, if someone in the woodlands mm-hmm. um, meets someone who needs some, a little bit of food assistance, mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know what? St. Anthony of Padua, the, the St. Anthony's bread, uh, you can get a couple hundred dollars worth of, worth of food every, you know, twice a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great place to start. You know, you can go there consistently, get back on your feet that way. Uh, and for 20 years, St. Anthony's bread has built up that reputation. So hopefully, mm-hmm. folks, you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to know anything about St. Mm-hmm. Anthony's, but you know SAB. Line up on a Saturday morning and you can get a couple hundred dollars worth of food. So eventually, we that's what we want this that program is, to be, the pro-life a, that's a great activity analogy. at St. Anthony's. great, great comparison. We that want folks good. to just know across the this the town mm-hmm. across the north houston area that you know what st anthony's the they have a a mom uh, a walking with moms in need group maybe some people won't even realize it's a church that st anthony's right. is the catholic church here they just that's think that's right. the name of the you know st anthony's they that's offer right. stuff for moms and then that's right you know they'll, they'll they come help up moms here. yeah they and help they, moms, we can uh, right? lend assistance and then right. maybe evangelize that's in that right. way so that's right I, right. I pray that this this initiative it's, it's just starting out. We we it hope is it has a year legs. preparation because yes. a lot of people need to be. It's a it's a major awareness program, and we have to recognize Nate. And this is why I think there's a lot of uh, activity and urgency in the in the pro life area, and it will happen here at St. Anthony. I think some folks are already feeling this kind of urgency and what we're doing, especially with October Right to Life coming up around the corner. Um, and that is this. Every state contiguous to Texas, other than New Mexico, has uh, abortion is illegal. So uh, it's a felony in Texas if you if you uh, perform one. Okay. Right. So that means that either folks will go to New Mexico, maybe, right? They're setting up a huge facility right on the other side of the border. Okay. Or they're going to have their babies, and most of them will have their babies, and they'll be blessed by it. But also, it's a real important call for us to be there for that. So the blessing doesn't come all at once, you know. The, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's difficult. It, doesn't it's, it, it is, but it's you know, hey, without contention and you know, in your life, without struggle, without something to strive for, you know, that's what builds a resiliency and and you know that kind of thing. So anyway, but. It, I do have a really wonderful story. Go ahead. Okay, so this is a cool story. It's probably the my fav, my most favorite, favorite story to tell, especially when I was doing catechesis with young people, and even now on occasion when I'm with life team. I'm not doing life team, core team anymore, but when it's the right moment, I'll say this story. I was in the Adoration Chapel years ago. Adoration Chapel, um, you know, in, in line, you know, getting ready for confession. Of course, it's very quiet, right? Everyone's very solemn, quiet, you know, of course, right? The, the, the Blessed Sacrament is still exposition and so forth. And so it's prior to Mass on a Saturday. And so this mom comes in with two little ones and then a, a one that definitely looks like of age of, of, of reason, right? So coming in for their first, you know, maybe their first reconciliation, I don't know. So anyway, so she's trying to quiet down the kids because they're rambunctious and everyone's so quiet and solemn and right. pious and everything, yes. right? So, <laughs> so she's trying to quiet them down and quiet them down. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm just praying, saying, Lord, just help her be calm. It's okay. 
you know, it's okay. She, I don't want, you know, I, I feel her, her concern, right, her, her strain. So I was like, please help, help her settle down. So I forgot all about it. You know, I'm praying and I'm reading, you know, in my scripture and everything. And so I don't even notice that the son has gone into confession on Father Tom's side. Uh, so you were here when Father Tom was here, right? So on Father Tom, Father Tom Rafferty's side, I was on um, whoever was there. <laughs> I don't remember which priest. Anyway, so all of a sudden I'm getting closer and closer to go into confession. So I'm right here as someone could come out of Father Rafferty's uh, confessional. So all of a sudden the door just bursts open. I mean, bursts open. I mean, it's crazy. And this little boy, the, the mom with the children and her older son, he comes out of the confessional and he goes, I feel great. <laughs> That's amazing. And everyone's just falling in laughter, you know. But you know what? That's right. He was saying the feeling that many of us do have yes. when we leave a confessional. Yes. I love that story. I love that I was able to hear it and see it and experience it because, yes, I feel great. The honesty of a, of a child. Isn't that yeah, awesome? Yeah, not pretending that the only type of reverence is quiet. It's right. That's right. It was so, he was so joyful. And that also brought me to bear, you know, to understand that Lord said, bring it, be it like a child. Yes. Be like yeah. a child. Have the joy of a child. That is and a great that story. That is one of my most favorite <laughs> Thank stories. Thank you for sharing ever. that, Tina. I right. really like that story. <laughs> and, and thanks for popping on the podcast. I know. I know. It's a long one. You're going to have to probably take that last All one. All right. Thanks a ton, Tina. Great. Appreciate okay. it. Right. I don't need you to end it by yourself. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going, Nate? Welcome to Beyond the Bullets hey, podcast. Thanks. This is my third time on, I think. I joined with Gomer once back when it was Gomer and Steven. Steven Lenahan was out of town, so I joined Gomer. Was, we were, that's when it was a video podcast. We filmed it in a youth room. I can't remember what we were talking about. I was so wildly out of my expertise. Like I was out of out. Of, it was in the deep zone. That's like, every day for me, Jay. It was it was rough. If you watch that, if you go back and watch that podcast, I'm just sitting there, kind of like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, and he, yep. like, he gave me a few softballs. And I got like a couple of them, but like. It was rough. And yeah, then, those two are boisterous, and they talk a lot. That was a, that was a unique. That's a very different vibe podcast for Beyond the Bulletin than we have now. And I, I love them both, but uh, yeah, I was out of my element on that one. And then I joined you and Gomer. Uh, I can't remember how long ago we talked about just creating good content and just like the digital media that stuff. We recently were uh, at an archdiocesan conference, the talking parish about engagement content. conference. Man, that was so much fun. So this is actually kind of cool. So is, uh, the communication director at the archdiocese, Sean O'Driscoll, invited us to come down and speak to other parish, parish leaders and uh, content make, makers, pastors even about. Uh, online media engagement. Yeah, digital content creation. Yeah, we were like the only non-vendor. Yeah, like, Flocknote was there. Yeah, some big uh, names. Bulletin producers. Every, they, everyone else who was speaking at the conference was selling something. Yeah, we're two white dudes from the Woodlands who were like, we make really good online content. What's up? Yeah, so so we got to speak about mostly mostly what Jay does with the video stuff, the audio stuff, the uh, social media stuff. Uh, and we got to meet a lot of cool people. So that was really uh, yeah. An honor to, and don't to go don't down there. don't gloss over your expert communications and your flock notes and your way to kind of reach the, all the edges of the parish. So we're the the Jordan and uh, Pippin, Jordan and Pippin of uh, Catholic Communications. Uh, he says Jordan and Pippin. I have always said it's more Steve Kerr and Steve Rodman. Kerr. Uh, yeah, but uh, we haven't decided who's who's which for that combination. 
Hey, John Clark, our seminarian. And John Clark just walked by. John Clark, do you have a second? John Clark, you want to get on the podcast? Oh, yeah, he does. let's go. He's got a second. Right, I got to adjust the camera. John, tell us about yourself. What are you doing here? So, my name is John Clark. I am a seminarian studying to be a priest for the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. Uh, this is my fifth year of seven years of formation. And uh, I get to be here for the whole year uh, until May. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great year. I'm look, really looking forward to it, being around all parts of parish life. Yes, we are excited to have him. John went to school with uh, my wife, Emily. That's right. Welcome, Good Horns. Welcome. Go yeah. Horns. Hey. I love for that. Yeah, and John, we did camp, Life Teen Summer Camp, back in the day. That's right. You were in the kitchen. I was. That's I right. did a Man, summer in the kitchen at uh, Life Teen Camp Covecrest 2016. What were you doing? Chopping veggies? Uh, you everything. know, I did fruit salad for two hours, three days a week, uh, and we would listen to Texas Red Dirt Country uh, while cutting fruit. I, I, I think I have a very similar experience. I worked uh, at uh, a summer camp type thing in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and we fed 300 kids every night. <laughs> every day. And uh, you really can't get too creative. It's not like you're making creme brulee for these kids. So I was the salad guy. And mm. I would chop tomatoes mm. and cucumbers mm. and toss salad mm. also for hours a day. Yeah. And then serve it to these kids. And they'd ask for more tomatoes, you know, and, and have blue cheese dressing on the side. And I'm like, you, you're not getting that. It sounds like a nice, nice camp. Well, we didn't have any of that. They're just nice kids who wanted extra stuff. Man, we John, don't have that stuff. John, 13 weeks serving up in the mountains of camp. Did anything from that summer serving as a summer missionary kind of prepare you for the kind of the seminary life? Uh, yeah. So that was that was my between my freshman and sophomore years of college, and a great part of the life team camps and being a missionary um, is that you're praying a lot and praying in community just something we do all the time in seminary. So every morning uh, there was a half hour spent in Eucharistic adoration. We called it a holy half. And um, and then we pray morning prayer. And especially I think just having that rhythm of prayer really helped set me up uh, for the rest of my college time and, and um, discerning seminary well. And just sort of uh, you can't discern without a prayer life. And um, yeah, so camp was a, a huge part of sort of making that a part of my day-to-day. Love it. Love it a lot. Shout out to Life Team. Covecrest yeah. or the other one? Covecrest, Crest, baby. Uh, Hidden Lake. Hidden Lake is great. Hidden Lake has come a long way. And Hidden Lake is awesome. I'm not, I, don't, I don't even work for Life Team anymore. I'm still repping, though. You used to work at Life Team. So, again, my wife used to work. I don't, I never remember which camp she, she was at. Hidden Lake. She, she was, was at Hidden, Hidden Lake. Lake. Yeah, yeah. Hidden Valley yeah. Ranch. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> John, should we uh, should we give any of the people... Uh, this, this video and this podcast will probably come out pretty soon, but should we give everyone a teaser for the content we're making with you pretty soon? We got a, we got a, we got a spicy video very, idea that uh, I think I think since I think Nate might tap out of it, I think it might be John and I up in the studio. Oh, I'd love that. You okay. will probably I would uh, love that. see me cry. For yeah, various John reasons. and I are going to have a new video coming out soon for you guys to get to know him a little bit more. This has been a great chance for him to pop on and uh, tell you a little bit about himself. But we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of an interview style video with a little spicy twist. Uh, probably probably sometime next week. So I'm looking forward to that one. Can't wait. <laughs> Good to have you on. Good, John. thanks for. Hey, grab a for John. Yeah, hop, go, go get your meeting. This was an idea I've had for a long time. I wanted to do. I want to do more of this kind of like parish interaction stuff. But this was awesome. Thank you, Nate. Thanks, Gomer. He's off as a meeting. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thanks Man. to Sue Muckenthaler, Tina Ranjo, Ken Graziano, and John. And I guess Brian. You know, uh, if we want to. Yeah, Brian too. We don't have to. But this is cool. Jay, good idea. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for thanks for hosting it. Thanks for uh, your 
Great podcast skills. And uh, yeah. And happy anniversary to St. Anthony of Padua, 25 years old, and the celebrations have just begun. It's going to be a fun year. Any events coming up that we want to just plug real quick? Well, Plating Grace is actually sold out. That's going to be on out. October 1. But uh, the kiddos, the Hot Life Teen folks, are going to have on October 2 uh, the same event. So if you're a member of Life Teen, you're going. Uh, just a heads up. Um, we've got an All Saints Day festival coming up um, on November 1st and a golf tournament in early December. Register for that. That's going to be, it's always, I think, one of my f- like favorite events to film. Yeah, register. If you're a golf fan, you want to see a beautiful golf course in December, uh, RIP Deacon Mike, like, get out there and. Uh... I guess the pines. Yeah. All right, Fels. Fels? Felks? I, I was going to say folks and fellas. Yeah, you said folks and fellas. Felks. Well, I'm outside, um, and we're podcasting, but it's outside, so I'm out of my element, and we're grateful. Y'all, have a good one. Have a great day. Happy anniversary. Cheers 25 more.